We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. It hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you that? That was not there yesterday. I'll have a second of it. totally my natural color. Is supposed to look like that? Don't worry. That was deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's Let's do do this. We've done it. We've arrived at the end of our health science podcast scavenger hunt. Hashtag prod hunt. Since you've been listening to us talk about this for weeks now, we're going to get right down to business here and reveal all of the correct answers for the 15 pot hunt items you were looking for while you were trying to win the mystery prize. In the interest of saving time, I will describe the pot hunt item clues using my radio voice at double speed. But if this bothers your ears, you can listen to us reviewing the clues more thoroughly in episode 32. All right, on to the first item. The first item is a machine that evolved from an invention created in the 1950s and made popular after Johns Hopkins Hospital began using the device as a standard treatment for cardiac arrest. The original machine consisted of a small box and two insulated cables with copper electrodes, but the ones that are used today are battery-powered, much more handy, and can usually be found hanging on walls or being stored in cabinets. The correct answer for this item is an automatic electronic defibrillator, also called an AED machine. Not long ago, these gadgets were a rare sight to see in everyday life. But now that more people are learning how to use them, they can be found in all kinds of common public places, like schools, grocery stores, and fitness centers. As for the second item... The second item is named for a French word that means code of mail. This item can play a major role in controlling blood loss, and it's so important to armed forces that in 2002, military scientists started working on a version that bleeding soldiers could apply to their arms or legs with just one hand. Far from the battle field, though, you can watch YouTube videos to learn how to make one of these items at home. The correct answer for this item is a tourniquet, which should have been pretty straightforward in your Googling, except that thanks to different uses of the word tourniquet in different parts of the world, Your internet searches for this item may have turned up a bunch of videos of people falling off of playground equipment. Sorry about that. But on to the third item. The third item is a newer version of a device originally called a baby gay. It was created in 1923 using wads of cotton and toothpicks. Today, this item is sometimes used for arts and crafts projects and for removing makeup, but more often than that, it's used against doctor's advice for other purposes. And altogether, in 2014, this item raked in more than $200 million in sales. The correct answer for this item is a cotton swab, which many of us call by the brand name Q-tip. While we're jamming them into our ears, even though we aren't supposed to. Now about that fourth item. The fourth item is a piece of equipment that was originally 
originally developed in 1765 to increase survival rates for shipwrecked sailors and soldiers, and the first versions of this item were made of cork or vegetable fibers, called kapok. Over time, as the design of this item has improved, it's become a popular piece of safety equipment in the area of water sports and recreation. But today, this item may be especially important for men, because according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, in the last 20 years, men have been four times more likely to die in accidental drownings than women, and this has been true even in cases where no boats or alcohol have been involved. The correct answer for this item is a life jacket. And if you're suddenly thinking about getting one, you should be able to find one pretty easily online or in any nearby store that has a sports section. As for the fifth item, the fifth item is a product made from the fruit of the American dwarf palm tree. Though this product has been proven not to work, men can still buy it online and in places like health stores to try to help with things like hair loss, chronic pelvic pain, and symptoms that can come along with an enlarged prostate. Much of the time, this product can be found in pill form, but it may also be used to make teas. It is never used to make smartphone smoothies. The correct answer for this item is a product called Saw Palmetto. It may have seemed hard to find when you were trying to take your pod hunt pictures, but lots of commercial drugstores carry it in pill form for folks with up to $20 to spare on a bottle. The sixth item. The sixth item is a disposable grooming device that some men try to use to deal with jock itch, which is a type of fungal rash on the genitals that men are more likely to get than women. Cave paintings suggest that the oldest versions of this item were made from things like clam shells, shark's teeth, or volcanic glass, and were used to remove unwanted facial hair. Today, they're usually made from plastic and steel, and may be used to remove hair from a number of body parts, including the male humans itchy downstairs. Now, this is a little off topic, but while you're searching for this item, you may see some web pages that talk about soaking in a bathtub of diluted bleach in order to get rid of jock itch. This is not the item we are looking for, and we are not suggesting that anyone try this. Please don't sit in a tub of bleach to get rid of your jock itch. The correct answer for this item is the disposable razor blade. We talked about razor blades a bit in episode one, Adventures in Body Odor, but we plan to talk about them more in a future episode on body hair. In the meantime, the seventh item, the seventh item made its biggest, major public appearance in 1859 in the days before sports drinks and plastic bottles. Back then, this item was mainly used as a way to pump clean drinking water to the public. If you ignore the fact that the humans originally shared the same dirty drinking cup when using the item, backwash aside, in the early 1920s, the humans ditched the shared cups and now, if you can find one of these items in a park or field, it's likely being used to help people replace the water that their bodies lose during outdoor sports like tennis or trail running. The correct answer for this item is the outdoor water fountain, which really did used to have a single cup attached to it by a chain or a string that anyone could just walk up and put their mouths on in order to have a drink. In less backwashy news, that eighth item. The eighth item may be used as part of a treatment plan to soothe the Charlie horses people might get when training for sports like swimming or running. The first version of this item was called the El Wormo, and it was invented in 1911 by a Canadian man named Earl Richardson. The old versions of this item were quite the fire hazard, but today's versions are much safer, thanks to regulations put in place by the US Food and Drug Administration. The correct answer for this item is the electric heating pad. That's it. Now for the ninth item. The ninth item is a part of the suture kit that may be used to treat a sports injury called cauliflower ear. If you have never heard of cauliflower ear, drop what you are doing and Google it. You'll be glad you did, but you will never be able to unsee the pictures that come up in the search results. The item is always used as part of a pair, and it helps to keep providers' hands from contaminating a person's injured ear during the important process of draining fluid from the ear with a needle. The correct answer for this item is the latex glove. But seriously, forget about gloves, because if you still haven't done the Google search for cauliflower ear, you need to pause this podcast and go do that immediately. After that, you come back for the 10th item. The 10th item was a-
was originally used in the 1300s by Chinese judges, so they could keep their facial expressions hidden while they were hearing cases. Hundreds of years later, the humans figured out that this item could be even more useful as a way to prevent snow blindness, to reduce glare during military missions, and to protect the eyes from UV radiation. In the United States, at the turn of the 20th century, the item underwent a lot of helpful updates in research labs in order to better equip the country's armed forces, but the item did not become freely available to the general public until the late 1930s. The correct answer for this item is sunglasses which most of us, I think, just use today in order to look cool in our selfies. But the 11th item, though. The 11th item is now commonly used in hearing tests, since most of the humans are no longer using tuning forks and whispering in order to tell how well their ears are working. When used by healthcare professionals, this item is usually only used for a few minutes at a time and is generally cleaned between each use, but outside of the clinic, when the humans use this item to listen to music or podcasts. For extended periods, it is possible that this item will contribute to extra wax building up inside the ears because the item may keep the wax from falling out of the ears like normal. The correct answer for this item is headphones. And right about now, you're probably wondering if you should check yours for extra earwax. You can go ahead and take a moment for that if you want to, but you won't need to worry about it for the 12th item. As far as I can tell, the 12th item is mostly used like some kind of human, catnip. The item's original widespread use involved first aid and was part of a toolkit for reviving people who had fainted or people who had been knocked unconscious by a blow to the head. But its smell was so irritating that people unfortunate enough to get a whiff would often be at risk of injuries to their spinal cords because they would thrash around trying to escape the stench. As a result, first responders no longer use this item for emergencies very much anymore. But athletes can be seen sniffing little packets of this item before competitions because they believe its odor will help to boost their energy, alertness, or performance. Though there's no scientific evidence proving that this actually works. The correct answer for this item is a product called smelling salts which we hope you'll never need to try for yourself because we hear they smell about 100 times worse than if you were to stick your face in a bottle of heavy-duty cleaning chemicals. My favorite item is the 13th item. The 13th item is often used by community health programs that provide medical care for people who live or sleep in the streets. The item is not a piece of medical equipment, but it can be a very important tool for helping team members to see what they're doing, especially in cases when they have to provide medical care outside at night or in places with poor lighting, like tent cities or wooded areas. The correct answer for this item is the flashlight, and the only reason it can be used outside today by street medicine providers is because the flashlights no longer run on batteries filled with paste that stop working when they get wet or get turned upside down. The 14th item is my second favorite item. The 14th item is a product that street medicine providers use to help prevent infections on the skin when they have to give care to patients in locations that don't have enough access to soap or running water. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration classifies this item as an over-the-counter healthcare antiseptic drug product. But in spite of that fancy label, this item is dirt cheap. And thanks to the explosion in its popularity during the last decade, you can buy this item practically anywhere. And that's probably pretty good news, particularly during cold and flu season so long as you don't drink it and give yourself alcohol poisoning. The correct answer for this item is hand sanitizer. And if the humans drink it, they really can get alcohol poisoning, which may also win them recognition at the Darwin Awards, right alongside the humans that tried to set deodorant on fire after episode 22, Adventures in Alien Preparedness. Last, but not least, for the 15th item, the 15th and final item is a product that street medicine providers may use in order to keep patients dry when care has to be given in places that don't have enough shelter from weather events, like rain. Spoiler alert, the item is not an umbrella. That's right, the item is not an umbrella, but it can serve a very similar function while being much cheaper, much more lightweight, and much less likely to blow inside out and break if the wind picks up. The oldest versions of this item were made from rectangle-shaped pieces of heavy fabric, but today, the item can be made from various kinds of plastic, 
and in some cases, like with the woobies used by the military, this item may even be fitted with a special inner lining to help keep you warm. Bonus spoiler, the item is not a coat or jacket. The correct answer for this item is the poncho. If you have spare time, it may be fun to look up the history of the military's version of the poncho, to learn more about how it's being improved with all kinds of special tech features, or to learn why they call their version a wooby. And now for the moment you've been waiting for. The winner's the results. The winner's results. Kind of. Of all the entries we received by the December 7th deadline, sadly, none of them had the correct answers for all 15 of the pod hunt items. Hashtag pod hunt. This means that no one will be winning the mystery prize this time around, but since we still have it sitting on the bookshelf, and by it, we mean a classic Milton Bradley operation game, this also means that next year, we will have other opportunities to give it away through even more lofty health science shenanigans. In the meantime, we hope you enjoyed our health science podcast scavenger hunt. We also hope that you will enjoy the video of the Johns Hopkins surgical robot playing operation that we posted on our Facebook page. Well, that's all for now. Stay tuned, everybody. Please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general, or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No, no, no. I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?